Praise the Lord. When I say praise the Lord, you say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm going to do it two or three more times. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready now? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That's one thing. The second thing I want you to know tonight, anytime a man of God or a woman of God is praying, as soon as they say, in the name of Jesus, you say, amen. What is the meaning of that? You are in agreement with them that whatever they have prophesied, whatever they have said, whatever prayer they have prayed, you say, so be it, let it be. Tonight, you are going to be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Some of us, we have not gotten it. You say, Amen, and let heaven hear you. I said, tonight, you are going to be blessed in Jesus' name. What do you say? Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we just close our eyes tonight? Let's appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Let's thank him for two streams, conference, what he did last year, what he did in the first section tonight, even through Pastor Isaac, let's magnify the name of the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be honored. When we thank him for what he has done, he will do greater things. Let's exalt the name of the Lord. He's worthy. And tonight, in this section, I want you to commit your heart into the hand of the Almighty God. Say, Lord, open my eyes to behold your wondrous things in your world. Teach me what I do not know. Take my lives to the next level. Let your anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon me. And my lives will never be the same. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Please, you may be seated. Amen. I want to thank God for the privilege he has given me one more time even to be here again this year. I love you all. Most importantly, I love Pastor Mariana and Sister Stephanie. We call her Pastor Steph. She was with us two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. It was awesome. Pastor Isaac has been telling me that Pastor Steph knows how to sing powerfully. But when I heard the voice, I said, wow, this lady can sing, man. You know, anytime you come to the house of God, you always come to hear two preachers. One will be preaching in songs, and another will be preaching the word. And let it be known to you, two are powerful. And the name of this conference is what we call Two Streams Conference. And as the Lord lived, your life will never be the same after this conference. Tonight, without wasting time, let's go quickly into the Word of God. Open with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want to read verses 23 and 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 23 all the way to 24. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jew, a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and the Gentiles or Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Somebody say two streams. The power and the wisdom. So what is the title of my short exhortation tonight? I will pick it off from what we call uncommon anointing for kingdom exploit. 
uncommon anointing for kingdom exploit. Two streams. Look at me by the grace of God I'm standing, not on one leg, but on two legs. You need two legs even to perform what the Lord has committed into your hand in the kingdom. What is those two legs? I will take one tonight in my own section. Tomorrow, I will complete it. The first leg from what we have read tonight is the leg of power. Somebody say power. What is power? Power is the ability to perform, ability to produce, and ability to become. In the kingdom of God, as a pastor of a church, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to gather the people together. Because the Bible tells us, when these people, if they don't see power of God in manifestation, they will never believe. So you need power to gather the people together. You need power even to heal the sick. You need power to cast out demons. You need power to become what God has created you to be, whether in the church world or in the marketplace. Because you belong to either of the two. Like we were told in the first section, you are born to be a megastar. The making of a star. It is not something you pray for. It is who you are. But for you to see coming to fulfillment, somebody say, I need power. Power to be a successful businessman. Power to be a successful professional. Power to be a successful career man, career woman. So as a church people, we can't do without power. You need to know why that. The devil will do everything possible to frustrate any Christian who does not possess the power of the almighty God. So you need power to grow a church. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, there will never be a church called Bethel Harvest Church. But with the glory of God, we have the power. Somebody say, I have the power. When Jesus came into the world, nobody knows him. Nobody recognized what he carried. They only knew him to be Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter, until the power came upon him. And when the power came upon him, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Luke chapter 4, verse 14, he said, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, and his fame begins to spread around. There is nothing any Christian can do outside power. And when I'm talking about the power of God, I'm talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the anointing. You need to understand that. Look at it. When Jesus finished his heartly ministry, he was crucified, buried, and he resurrected. In one of the occasions, he came and he manifested himself to the apostles. And they were asking him questions. Oh, master, when are you going to return the kingdom, even to the land of Israel, so as for us to be delivered from the Roman, you know, Roman domination? He said, it is none of your business to know. But I have given you the authority to go out there, even to preach the gospel. One thing I want you to know, I want you to know, he said, you cannot do it without power. You cannot do it without all power. And in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Without power of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing you can do. That's one leg. 
if you have the leg of power for you to be stable, you need the other power, other leg. What is that leg? The leg of wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. That's the reason why from where we read, the Bible says, but those who are called both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. If you have power and you gather the people together and you have a big church, you need the wisdom of God to retain them. If you have a mega business and money is coming all everywhere, you need the wisdom of God even to sustain what is coming him. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all you're getting, what do you get? Understanding. So one is what we call empowerment. Power is what we call empowerment. And the wisdom is what we call engracement. Somebody say engracement. So tonight, quickly, I want to be talking to you on power. The Holy Spirit is the person that no Christian believer or no Christian can do without. You cannot do without the Holy Spirit. No other experience can replace it. He is the ever-abiding power of God on the inside of you. I want you to lay, I mean, pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Some people may say, well, the reason why I have this problem is because Jesus Christ is not in the planet today. I did mean that Jesus is still alive today on the planet. Even if they told me that, okay, he lives in Jerusalem, I will have gone to Jerusalem to meet with him. All what I need to do is just to tell him of all my problems. Just lay your hands upon me. Everything will be okay. No. What Jesus will do, if Jesus happens to be alive now, is what the Holy Spirit is doing now. Can I hear your amen? So, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Is closer to you than the next fellow sitting next beside you. The reason why many of us, we don't enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit is because we always ignore him. And as long as you continue to ignore the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, there is nothing he can do to help you. His name is called the helper. His name is called the counselor. His name is called the strengthener, the one that strengthens you. His name is called the one that brings joy even into your heart. So if you want to do exploit, either in the church world or in the marketplace where you work, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing. Everybody say there is nothing. The Holy Spirit cannot do for you. Do you know the work you are doing? You think that that particular work is so difficult? The reason why it's difficult is because you have not engaged the ministry of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing too difficult for the Holy Spirit to do. Do you know why? The Holy Spirit created you. If somebody say, who creates you? Who is your creator? You said the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells me in the book of Job, I mean the book of Job chapter 33 verse 4. Job 33 verse 4. He said, the spirit of the Lord has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. And if the Holy Spirit is your maker, there is nothing you can do successfully without him leading you. You need to know that. But make no mistake about this. The Holy Spirit is not your errand boy. You need to know that. 
The Holy Spirit is your master mentor. The Holy Spirit is your leader. The Holy Spirit is your maker. He is the one who knows where the grass of your life is green. If you want to start a business, you can't just inform him, you take instruction from him. If you want to go to a place, you can't just inform him, you take instruction from him. Without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. Jesus Christ could do nothing when he was here on earth. Even the Almighty God recognized the place of the Holy Spirit. You have been told before, when God said, not by power, nor by mind, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You need to know that. So, when we're talking about the uncommon anointing for kingdom exploit, what we are saying is that uncommon presence of the Holy Spirit leading me to do exploits. You need to know that. Uncommon anointing means the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life to do things. The reason why many of us are grounded, the reason why many of us are confused today is because we don't, we don't take instruction from him. Look at what he said in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, from verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, he said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. How many of your ways? I cannot hear you. But some of us, anytime we have problem, that is the only time we acknowledge him. When things are going on well, we don't acknowledge him. Even some of us, as long as there is no problem, there is no need for the Holy Spirit. He said, in all your ways, Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The Holy Spirit is there to direct your path. And how does he do that? By giving, by pouring out his spirit upon your life. By pouring out his spirit upon your life. When that spirit comes upon you, you will now begin to do what ordinary people cannot do. You will now begin to say what ordinary people cannot say. You now begin to take a step that ordinary people cannot take. And when you are taking that particular step, you can never fail. Understand that. Do you want a life of success? A life that is free from struggle? A life that is free from trouble? Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How many sons of God are here tonight? Somebody say, I'm one of them. Say it louder. Say it powerfully. When a leader knows the reality of the Holy Spirit in him, it becomes so easy for God to lead that individual. When you understand the place of the Holy Spirit in your life, all what you are doing is that you know when God tells you to do something, he had already gone ahead of you. It's only expecting you to follow him. Those who know how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit will be the one who will be qualified to do exploit in the kingdom. Many of us, we thought that only the preachers of the gospel need the anointing. Many of us, we thought that, well, as long as I'm not a preacher of the gospel, I am not a gospel artist, I'm not singing, I'm not preaching, 
I'm just a wonderful Christian coming to church. I don't need the anointing. Brothers and sisters, I want to let you know today, you do need the anointing. Somebody say, I need the anointing. Do you know why you need the anointing? The devil will frustrate everything you are doing without the anointing. Let it belong to you. The devil will not want you to prosper without the anointing. When Jesus was living this war, he didn't leave you without power. And that power can be obtained by the help of the Holy Spirit. He said, I have given you power. Somebody say, he has given me. He said, I have given you power to tread upon serpent, upon scorpion, upon every part of the enemy. He said, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. The devil is interested in your business. You say, wait, 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 wait. As for me, I'm a gentle Christian. I don't fight anybody. I don't talk to anybody. I mind my business. You are the one the devil is looking for. Because the devil is a bully. He wants to take what belongs to you. He wants to take your health. He wants to take your joy. He wants to take your family. But somebody said the devil is a liar. I cannot hear you. Why? Because you have what it takes to put the devil to where he belongs. Do you know where the devil is? You know, he belongs to the underneath your feet. Come on now, underneath your my feet. The devil is underneath your feet. And that is what this conference is all about. To give what you have lost back to you. To make you to realize who you are, your identity. The devil and I, we are not in the same class. I am far, far above the devil. The making of a star. The star in you will arise. So, pay close attention to that. Many Christians today, we have put the Holy Spirit aside. And he's the only one who can lead us to our place of destiny. Somebody says, as a businessman, as long as I attended business, you know, you know, business school from Harvard, I don't need anybody to teach me how to do business. The devil will frustrate that in the middle. You need the anointing. Somebody say, I need the anointing. Say it louder. Because you are of God, he called you and he said, I'm going to empower you the same way I empowered the first apostles. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has what? Anointed me. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment. Empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do your job without being hindered by the devil. You cannot do exploit. I repeat myself without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So if there is anything you need to ask for in this conference of this year, you have to stretch forth your hand and say, Father, I need your anointing. Somebody say, I need your anointing. And for your information, anointing is in levels. According to what the Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. The first level of anointing is what we call hanku anointing. Somebody say hanku anointing. Hanku anointing. Let's read that scripture. Come on. Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah. Ezekiel chapter 47. I take it from verse 1. No, let's take it from verse 6 anyway. Sorry. Verse 1. Ezekiel chapter 47 from verse 1. The Bible says, then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there were water flowing from underneath the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the riverside of the temple, south of the altar, 
He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on, on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water. You will soon get what I'm saying now. Running out on the right side. Verse 3. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the water. And the water came up to my ankle. That is the first level of anointing. Hanko. Somebody say Hanko anointing. That is one level. Every believer in Christ Jesus is anointed. But not everyone can do the work God desires us to do if we don't allow that anointing to go. In the realm of the spirit, before I come back to this, there are people we call them Demons casters. They can cast out demons. Are you following? Remember the Bible says, in my name, this one shall follow them that believes. In my name, they shall do what? Cast out devil. That's an anointing. I refer to that one as Hanko anointing. You can cast out devil because you are a believer in Christ Jesus. There are other people who are demons tormentors. What do I call them? Demons tormentor. They torment Satan. Remember when Jesus Christ appeared in the temple, the demonian people began to shout, Oh, son of God, we know who you are. Have you come to torment us? That's a level of anointing. There are... Other group of people, they are not just demons casters. They are not just demons tormentors. They are demons destroyers. What do I call them? Demons destroyer. Oh, another group of demons say, Jesus, we know who you are. The Holy One of God, have you come to destroy us? And the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 3, I believe verse 8, 1 John 3, 8, it said, you know, this is the purpose why the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of God, I mean, the works of Satan. So, Anko anointing, somebody say Anko anointing. That's one level, one level. Now he continues, verse 4, again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water. The water came up to my knee. Can you see? That's another level anointing. From ankle to the knee. What someone who carries a knee anointing can do, the one with the ankle anointing cannot try it. Some time in Africa, before I came to the United States of America, we had what we call night vigil. We normally pray in the night from 12 midnight till around 4 a.m. And this particular young guy, who happens to be a pilot, just gave his life to Jesus. And the pastor was preaching and was telling the people how to cast out demons, how to do whatever you and whatever you. And this guy happens to be a new believer in Christ Jesus. And the pastor was saying, you can cast out demons, you can do whatever you are, as long as you believe. But this guy was just one week holding Christ. He didn't have much of the knowledge of God. Guess what? He went back home and he challenged a landlady. Said, you landlady, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. You, you are a witch. I cast you out. The woman looked at her and she gave, her a, she gave him a dirty slap. Said, you want to cast me out? Who do you think you are? The brother could not speak for three days. We didn't know what happened to him. It was later on they told us, and some of us went there, we lay our hands upon him, we say, all those demons tormenting you, get out in the name of Jesus. The brother said, hey, 
What happened to him? The anointing we operated upon is higher than the anointing he was carrying at the time. So your anointing can improve. But listen to this. As long as you are born again, you are anointed. But you can grow your anointing. Somebody say, I can grow my anointing. There are some things Pastor Marion can do. Pastor Steph can do. Don't say, well, after all, if Pastor Marion can say in the name of Jesus, get out. You yourself, you want to say, get out. When you are still living in sin, the devil will slap you. Ankle anointing, that's one level. Knee anointing, that's another level. That's not the end. That's not the end. We continue from first, uh, from first four again. He said, the water came up to my knee. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came to my waist. Can you see that? That's a level of another anointing. From ankle to your knee and to your waist. Somebody say, I'm going higher. Say it louder. You need to know where you are. Is your anointing happens to be the ankle anointing. If your anointing is ankle anointing, good news for you. You can grow it. If your anointing on the knee anointing, good news for you. You can grow it. If your anointing happens to be the waist, the third level anointing, you can grow it. Good news for you. But that's not the end. Now look at verse 5. It said, and again, he measured 1,000, and it was the river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Somebody say, oceanic anointing. Something that you can swim in is so deep, the devil cannot, cannot torment you any longer. The devil cannot harass you any longer. We need to keep growing our anointing if we must do, if we must be ready to do kingdom exploit. Where you are is only good for now. Are you following what I'm talking about? Life is good now, but life can be better. Life is wonderful now. Your business life is going on well, but it can be better. If only you will grow in the anointing. If only you will grow in power. In those days, we used to think, after we have given our life to Jesus Christ, praise the Lord, I'm born again now. I know if Jesus comes now, I'm going to heaven. You are not wrong. Because your name has been written in the book of life. Because, but salvation is not the end of the story. What is the next story? You need to be baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Maybe you are here today. You've been born again. You see other people speaking in tongues. You see Pastor Marion speaking in tongues and some people speaking in tongues. He said, I don't understand what they are talking about. You don't need to understand, but just get into it. You need to be baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's an initiation into the school of power. How do I know that I've been filled with the Spirit of God? By speaking in tongues. Somebody say speaking in tongues. If you have not, you better seek for it before this conference comes to an end. And for those of us who have been speaking in tongues, but we don't know what we are saying. How can I be speaking in a tongue that I don't understand? I think I'm an intelligent man. I went to school. I'm a college graduate. In fact, I have my MBA. You may attend the best university in the world. That is not what is going to cast out demons. Are you following what I'm talking about now? It is the power of God. Somebody said the power of God. So when you are praying in the spirit, 
You don't understand what you are saying. You don't need to understand, but you are talking to God. Somebody say, I'm talking to God. Anytime you are speaking in tongue and somebody say, I don't understand what you are saying, say, I'm not speaking to you. I'm talking to God. You are talking to God. According to what the Bible says, let's take it in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. You can give it to me if you have it there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. The Bible tells us, it said, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. Say, I'm not talking to you. But to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries mean hidden truth. Hidden truth. Something that your understanding cannot comprehend. You are speaking to God. And one of the ways to put the devil to where he belongs is by praying the spirit. If I come to this place today, if you don't understand Portuguese, if I'm saying some word in Portuguese, you may be looking at me that what is he talking about? If I say, como vai você, amigo? I say, what is he talking about? Como vai você, me? How are you, my friend? If you understand, you say, to Dubai, amigo, we are fine. I am fine. But look at the way you are looking at me. You don't understand Portuguese. So anytime you are speaking in the spirit, you are speaking in tongue, the devil and all his demons, they don't understand what you are saying. But God understands. Somebody say God understands. You are speaking to God directly. You bypass the devil and all his demons. But somebody said, well, I don't want to do that. But I want to speak in a language I understand. I understand English. That's the only prayer language I want to. You don't know whether somebody next to you is a devil. And you say, God, I want you to bless me. He reports to the devil that this one wants to be blessed. Let's make sure that he doesn't receive that blessing. But when you are praying the spirit, the devil can understand what you are talking about. And one of the quickest ways to develop your faith is by praying in the Spirit. The quickest way to develop your faith is to pray in the Spirit. When you are praying in the Spirit, you are commanded, you know, the power of God to come upon you. Jude verse 20 says, Beloved, I wish above, he said, below, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Pray where? In the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. You need to learn how to pray in the Holy Spirit. You need to learn how to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's so easy to pray in the Holy Spirit. Do you know many pastors, many church workers, many church leaders today, we know the power of prayer. We know what prayer can do, but how many people actually pray? How many people actually pray? You'll be surprised if you call the church people together and say, tonight there will be miracle signs and wonder. Great evangelist is coming to town. He's going to lay hands on you. You are going to fall under the anointing and be manifesting. You see some people... The whole church will be filled. But if you say tonight, we are going to pray. We are going to pray for solid two hours for the city of Lexington, Kentucky. You'll be surprised how many people will show up. We know how to talk about prayers. But how many people are actually praying? Many of us, we love to write prayer requests and Pastor Marion, pray for me. Pastor Steph, pray for me. Dr. Coy, pray for me. Pastor Isaac, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Can I tell you something? Nobody can pray for you the way you will pray for yourself. 
you better learn how to pray. Nobody can praise God for you the way you will praise the name of the Lord. There are some things that is going on in your life that you cannot discuss with anyone. Only you and God understand. Learn how to pray by praying. Don't just talk about prayer, but learn how to pray by what? Praying. Hear this. Why must you learn how to pray? It will be impossible for you to pray without the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you say you want to pray, tomorrow is Saturday, between by the time I wake up, let's say 9 a.m. in the morning, till 10.30, I will come for the conference tomorrow. I want to pray for one hour. And I want to pray for myself. Or let's say there is no service tomorrow. One Saturday you pick it up. You say, this Saturday I want to pray. A whole day I want to pray. And you make up your mind. You lock yourself in your room. But you don't have the spirit of God. After one hour of prayer, you be tired. What will you be saying? Bless Pastor Marion. Bless Pastor Steph. Bless Pastor Toy, bless Pastor Isaac, bless Brother Mike, bless Jennifer, bless my church. By the time you bless, 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 you'll be soon tired. But with the Spirit of God, you look at your time. It's as if, what happened? The time has gone, but you are speaking mystery. If you really want to know how to pray, you need to learn how to pray in the spirit. Many of you, you are going for a contract meeting where they will award contracts. And there are demonic business people, businessmen there who are looking for the same contract along with you. Power must pass power. What do you do? You switch on into the spirit realm. You are praying in the spirit to nullify all the powers of darkness all around. Hear this. There are two forces in the world. The force of God and the force of the devil. The forces of good and the forces, I mean the forces of good and that of evil. We are contending. The devil doesn't want you to prosper. That family that is having trouble, it is the devil behind it. That spirit of unforgiveness on the inside of you that says, oh, that brother, I will never forgive him. That sister, I will never forgive her. Even if Pastor Mario talks to the two of us together, I made up my mind. It is the devil behind it to rob you of your blessings. But as the Lord liveth, you are going to be delivered tonight. Somebody say Amen. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit for prayer life. That is where the, you know, the power comes in. What else do you need? Pastor Isaac talked about the word of God. Let me tell you something. The word of God will be like literature book to you without the Holy Spirit. Let it be known. It will be as if you are reading literature book. And anyone can read the Bible. Anyone can preach. Make no mistake about it. But those who are preaching with the anointing, you will know from those who are not preaching without the anointing. Anyone can sing. Let it be known to you. Rock and roll musician, they can sing. But they have their own anointing too. You want me to tell you the anointing? That's the reason why many of them are on drugs. When they are high. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be on high. As Pastor Steph. It's not enough to have a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice will not cast out demons. Only the anointing will cast out demons. 
It's not enough to know the Bible. The devil himself knows the Bible, but what makes the difference is the anointing. Somebody said the anointing. I cannot hear you. What makes the difference is the anointing. You need to go for the anointing. When you go for higher anointing, your life will become better. I want you to know that. Many people want to study the word of God today. But anytime they are studying the word of God, there is nothing coming into them. I want to study the way Pastor Isaac said he studied and the Holy Spirit spoke to him. It was the Holy Spirit speaking behind that particular word. But if the anointing is not there, it will just be like ordinary letter. You know what the Bible says? It said the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to open the Bible, to study the Bible. And let me say this thing to you. Beginning from now, anytime you want to pray, as soon as you're about to pray, praise the name of the Lord first. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Anytime you want to study the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you the Word. Holy Spirit, I wrote a book in 1998. The title of that book is Your Destiny is in Your Hand. That's the title of the book, Your Destiny is in Your Hand. A lady got that book in Maryland, and she was reading part of it, and she didn't understand what I was trying to illustrate. She went quickly to her pastor and said, oh, oh, this pastor, you know, I was reading this book. I didn't understand what the man of God was saying. Can you, can, you, can you explain it to me? The pastor looked at the book. He said, there is no need for me to trouble myself. The address of the author is behind the book. The number is there. Why not let us call him? Maybe he will pick the phone. Nobody understands the book more than the author. He called me. The pastor called me with the presence of the lady in her office. I mean, his office, rather. When they asked the question, I was able to explain what I meant. The woman said, wow, I've never seen it like that. What is my illustration? Nobody knows the Bible more than the author of the Bible. The Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. Anytime you want to hear him speaking to you, anytime you want to study his word, invite the gentle Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm about to study. Teach me your word. Hear this. The reason why you need to study the word of God. Life is a gold mine. Those who know how to dig it will find a gem in it. What do I mean? Whatever you want God to do for you, it can be found in the word of God. There is no problem in this world that the word of God cannot solve. Last year, as I begin to round up tonight, I came to tell you in this place that I was born into abject poverty. in the countryside of Africa. I lost my biological dad when I was 11 months old. So I didn't know the guy. My mother has six children at the time, and I was the last boy. So there was no way my mother could, walk, I mean, could keep with six of us because it was an housewife at the time. Stay-home mom, they call it in America. So, all the money my father left behind in the bank, his younger brother took it and he sent all the wives packing. So, my mother couldn't cope with us. So, my grandmother, who raised me, sent for her, can you bring two of your children? You can take care of the four. They are holding all. With you, you can manage. But the two young ones, bring them to me. I will take care of them. 
That was how I landed in the countryside of Africa. For the first 14 years of my life, I wasn't wearing any slippers, any, 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 any shoe. We, I have seen poverty. But after 14 years of my life, I came to the city. I attended elementary school in the village. My middle school, high school, I did it in the city. But this is where I'm going with my college. When I became a born-again Christian at the age of 16 plus as a teenager, one of the things that enticed me to Christ, I'm going somewhere with this. They told us that if you come to Jesus, all your problems will be solved. You will not be poor any longer. Go, you know, Jesus will feed you. He is the bread of life. And they were telling us all kinds of, wow, I need somebody who will feed me, who will not allow me to go back to my poverty. I gave my life to Christ. The first year, nothing changed. The second year, nothing changed. Third year, fourth year, I said, No. Could it be that these people are lying? They told me that if I give my life to Jesus Christ, my poverty will go away forever. But there was one thing I knew that changed in my life, the peace of heart. Somebody say, my peace. I knew that something has happened in my life. I used to be a very tough individual. My mother saw me and he said, when they were passing, and for your information, I was born a Muslim. I went to Arabic school. Thank God for Jesus. I will have become Osama bin Laden. But thank God he delivered me. Now, when my mother saw my way of life, when other people were persecuting me, don't allow him to go to church again, my mother said, if this boy will be calm, will be as peaceful as this, if that is what Jesus can do for him, let him continue to go to church. I knew about that peace, but the issue of poverty was still hanging. Until one day, like he said, I was searching the scripture. The Bible says, search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life. John chapter 5 verse 39. Search the scripture. I was looking for prosperity. Somebody say search the scripture. What are you looking for? Are you looking for peace in your marriage? The answer is in the word of God. Are you looking for a better job? The answer is in the word of God. Are you looking for health? Answer is in the word of God. Are you looking for promotion? Answer is in the word of God. Are you looking for church growth? Answer is in the word of God. You want your business to prosper. The answers happens to be in the word of God. I began to search the scripture. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2. He said, it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search it out. You have to search it out. Anyone that is searching will automatically find. So you are not studying the word of God because you want to preach. I wasn't quoting the scripture because I want to entertain people. I am not an entertainer. I have to study the word of God. I have to heed the word of God. He said your word was found and I hate your word. You need to search. Somebody say search. I am tired of poverty. But Solution was waiting for me. God was waiting. And I was waiting. Like many of us, God is ready to bless you if you will only take time to search. And as I was searching, searching, I came to a place in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I believe, verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. For you know the grace that was upon Jesus Christ. Though 
he was rich. But he became poor so that you, through his poverty, might be rich. Wow. Look at that scripture. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he was rich. Yet, for my sake. Somebody say, for my sake. Point to yourself. Say, for my sake. He became poor. That me. Somebody say, me. Through his poverty, might become rich. My eyes of understanding became open. You mean Jesus took my poverty and he gave me his riches. The same way he took your sins and my sins and he gave us salvation. He took your health, I mean your, your, your sickness and your diseases and he gave you his health. Salvation means deliverance. Are you following what I'm talking about? Anytime you hear the word salvation, it's not only salvation from your sin. It means deliverance from sin, from sicknesses, from affliction, from demotion, from poverty, from every negativity of life. Somebody say, I am saved. When I saw this scripture, my eyes of understanding became open. Say, wow, I cannot be poor again. But before that time, let me rewind a little bit. I was hearing, which happens to be, Pastor Shego Spirit, you know, we became, you know, from the same father. I was hearing Bishop David Oedeko say something that I cannot be poor again. I cannot be poor again. My friend and I thought that maybe his parents left him a lot of money. How can somebody say he cannot be poor again? Are we not living in the same country together? When everybody is talking about poverty and somebody is saying he cannot be poor again. We were confused until I got to this scripture. Revelation of the world. Somebody say revelation. By the spirit of God. When I understood that scripture, I began to speak to the devil. I cannot be poor again. I want you to do like this. Somebody say, do like this. Do like this. Say, I cannot be poor again. Say it louder. Say, if I want to be poor, say, too late. Are you going to do it again? Say, I cannot be poor. Poor again. poor again. If I want to be poor in my life, too late. Rise up on your feet. We're going to do it again. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. I'm talking about power. We are talking about one leg tonight. Come and say like this. Don't forget this, okay? When you get home, okay? Anytime the devil tells you that you cannot pay your bill, Tell the devil, if I want to be poor, too late. Maybe you can't pay your car, no. Tell the devil, Satan, listen to me. If I want to be poor, too late. You can't pay your mortgage. And the devil is telling you, they are about to foreclose on your heart. What do you tell the devil? Too late. He took your sicknesses and your diseases. He said, by his stripe. You are healed. Not that you will be healed. You are already being healed. Say, if I want to be sick, say it louder. What do you say? Too late. That is the anointing. When the anointing comes upon your life, you say what ordinary people cannot say. You take some step ordinary people cannot take. Because there is a backer. His name is called Jehovah God. When God says it, nobody can say no. When God opens the door, nobody, no devil can close it. I'm talking about the anointing. In our campus in Houston, 2008 to be specific, 
We move to that particular campus. Hear this. Dedication came around. We had a fantastic dedication. Bishop Oedeko was there. Dr. Mike Muda was there. There are some other men of God who came even to do the dedication. And on Sunday, everybody left. On Monday morning, one of my our leaders called me. He said, sir, at the back of the new sanctuary, there are some marks. You know, some people mark some things there. We don't really understand the meaning of that mark. And somebody said, ah, that is the mark of the gang, the gang people in that area, in that neighborhood. They came to register their presence. I said, <laughs> I laughed. I said, the Bible tells me the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. From eternity to eternity, light will always be the master of darkness. I said, now that they have come to register their presence, we will show them that light has come. Everybody say, light has come. And I spoke to them, I said, I spoke to the, to the, to the, you know, to the language they wrote. I said, from now on, any demonic individual, whether gangster or a gang member, steps into this campus, they will carry his dead body out. This territory has been taken over by Jesus. We are in charge here. Power passes power. I'm talking about 2008. Since that time, there was no devil crossing our land, I mean our campus. Why am I speaking like this to you tonight? I want you to say something. You are going to be saying some things tonight to announce your arrival to the devil. The giant in me is rising up. The star in me must shine. You know, in the kingdom of stars, there are stars, there are superstars, and there are mega stars. If you are a lover of basketball, you know, basketball, for example, there are many people in NBA who have gone through NBA, who are very, you know, you can't be in NBA if you are not a star. For them to draft you to come and play in NBA, it means that you are a star in your own right. Am I talking to somebody? Now, among the stars, you have superstars. And among the superstars, you have some people called megastar. Now, many of us now, if I ask about, what's, what's your name, sir? Brother Michael, what's the name of your son? Tell me. Sam, Samuel. If I say Samuel... Do you know a man in the NBA called, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think about some of the guys that have played some years back. Maxwell, who played for, they call him Mad Max in Houston Rocket. Do you know him, Samuel? Look at that. Mad Ma Maxwell, because of his crazy behavior, in Houston Rocket, they call him Mad Max. He played 20-something years ago. I'm going somewhere. He's a star, or he was a star. If he wasn't a star, he won't be playing NBA. Now if I say, Samuel, do you know Michael Jordan? Did you see now? <laughs> but Michael Jordan and this guy played together. One was forgotten. Another one happens to be the greatest of all time. So, the star in you, the superstar in you, the mega star in you in this conference must rise up. <laughs> How many of you want to be a mega star? Now listen to me. Anointing from the uncle shows that you are a star. Pastor Shegun, Pastor Isaac told her, you don't need to pray for it. You are already a star. For the fact that you gave your life to Jesus makes you a star. 
but you need to grow. Somebody say, I need to grow. From a star to superstar, there is a glory of the star. There is a glory of the moon. And there is a glory of the sea. Are you following what I'm talking about? Human being has conquered the stars. Human being has been in the moon. How many people have been in the star? I mean, in the, in the, in the sun? No one. Because the glory of the sun is superb. Lift up your hands to God. You are the one who knows what you want to be. I came to two streams conference on common anointing for kingdom extra. Begin to praise in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Open your mouth wide. galaraba. And those of you, you want to be baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. As we are praying now, open your mouth wide. He will feel it. He will feel it. You don't need to understand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen. Listen. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. November 11, 1982. 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Nobody lay hands on me. The man of God was not even preaching about the anointing. He just said, some of you, you are here tonight, or this afternoon. You have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All what you need to do is just to say, Jesus, fill me. And open your mouth and begin to pray. And that was how I did it. I am speaking to someone here today. There is no gesticulation about it. If you desire to be baptized tonight, as other people will be speaking in the spirit, open your mouth. As long as you are born again, if you are not born again, they told us tonight, it won't come. But if you are genuinely born again, the spirit of God in you bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. You'll be filled tonight. 